Welcome to Homemaker Chic, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking, the uh, 24-7, day in, day out. Give it all you got. (laughs) Art of homemaking. I am your host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Bureau, and I am joined by my best girlfriend, Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead. And Shay, if I can just plug this. If you don't know what the Elliott Homestead is, and I know a lot of people are finding the podcast via uh, Google and iTunes, and so they're not watching the channel. They don't know about the blog. So you need to visit theelliothomestead.com and check out the corresponding complimentary YouTube channel so you can get to know my lovely friend, Shay. How are you, my dear? That's (laughs) sweet. I love my blog. We are actually next week. Next week is my 10-year blog anniversary, which is really oh exciting. Gosh. I started it when Georgia was one week old, and tomorrow is her birthday. So My, this is pathetic, <laughs> but my 15-year blog anniversary oh is coming in like three weeks. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. It goes so it goes so fast. As Did they I say. mention that we're we're we are rescuing this art? Yes, uh, we in are. Red lips and no jumpers. I am sans maquillage today, which in French means without makeup. Okay. <laughs> FYI. But That's, yeah, we're kind of matchy matchy today. We are. You guys can't see us. We do a Zoom call so we can see each other's facial expressions. Shay is rocking um red and white pinstripe turtleneck. Mm-hmm. And I have on in nice Princess Diana inspired Nautical. anchor. Yeah, it's cool. Anchor like sweater. It. This Thank is a, this great little J. Crew turtleneck that I got on Poshmark for $7. And I'm just going to go buy 100. Turtlenecks are my thing because they cover up my double chin. They they really do the chin a lot of favors. They do. Um, speaking of Princess Diana, can I just give a shout out to Sue? You know what? I'm terrible. I don't look at people's last names. My brain just kind of goes homogenous <laughs> just see all the letters letters uh hold on sue Betten. sue sue Betton. is that you my dear she just sent me princess diana paper dolls oh darling fan mail and they're the oh, exact ones i had sweet. as a child that is really sweet so this sweater reminds me of her because in the 80s very early 80s she had the red sweater with the ironical ironical the ironic Mm-hmm. Uh, white sheep and then one black sheep. Mm-hmm. Ironic that she turned out to be that. the black sheep. But I don't know this. So printed little printed sweaters remind me of her. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, there, there you, you go. go. So this episode is brought to you today by Dun 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 Dun. This is my call. <laughs> we are bringing this episode to you from um, Shay's Cooking Community is sponsoring today's show. So. Yes. Here's the deal. We get a lot of questions, uh, Homemaker Chic does, about cooking and homemaking, obviously. But something we talk about on the show a lot is about staying in the pocket, staying in a space of inspiration, because that is what rescues you from the grind of this very repetitive job that we have as homemakers. And I think that that, Shay, that's something that your cooking community does fantastically is keeping people in a constant space of inspiration because you can, you know, we each have cookbooks. You have a couple, you can buy a cookbook and you've read it and you've poured over it and you've spilled on it and notated and Mm -hmm. then it's done. You, you refer to it, but I love your cooking, the idea of your community that 
People are getting a fresh, fresh batch of recipes every month and a Zoom call where they can pick your brain and ask questions. And yeah. Yeah. So will you tell us a little more? It's a more, super fun community. More. So yes, <laughs> I will tell you a little bit more because we, we have been getting a lot of comments about people who are like, how, how do I learn how to do that? Mm-hmm. And the cooking community is really for two different people. One who somebody who's just starting out, who doesn't know how to do basic things. I teach you those things. Um, but it's also for, like you said, somebody who just needs inspiration. I need inspiration. We all need mm-hmm. inspiration. Like we have to cook dinner every day. So that was kind of the idea behind the cooking community. So here's how it works. Um, I We have two different membership types. One's a digital membership. And this is primarily for people who who aren't physical touch people or who live in Canada who we can't ship to. You can be a digital member from anywhere around the world. Then we also do a non-digital membership where you get all the same things, but you also get printed recipe cards in the mail every month. So I make five recipes. I We print them up on these really beautiful wipeable cards. You get a little fancy uh, craft box to put them in. And every month those will come to you. And then we do a, uh, like you said, a question and answer call where we just pick each other's brains and try to inspire one another. We've got a really great private Facebook group where there's giveaways and contests and all kinds of conversation going on there. So it's a really fun community. If you've been needing some extra joy in your baking or in your cooking, do check it out. You can just visit cook.theelliothomestead.com and all the information is there. It's great. And you can uh, join us. We would love to have you. That's actually why I'm dressed so nice because I filmed my cooking community video this morning and we made these caramelized maple sugared apple croissants with homemade puff pastry, which were phenomenal. And we did a ginger and soy marinated duck breast kebab on grape vines. And what else? We did one other recipe today. Oh, we did a delicata squash and roasted squash and roasted sage leaves. So we had a lot of fun this morning. Squash and sage. So good. Happy fall. Food is so good. Can we say that? Now that it's (laughs) the middle of September, can we just, I know some of you still have like 95 degrees, but can we just say happy fall? I think we can say happy fall. Okay. Happy fall to you. (laughs) I'm really excited for today's topic that we're going to talk about because this is, this is what like most of our private phone conversations are about. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. But before we Um, get there. Before we do that, now that you have us all salivating at the thought of crispy duck fat, fatted skin, you guys, I've seen the pictures. She texted me the photographs. Mm. Just, just give it a whirl. Shay's cooking community. But now that we're all salivating, I think we need to cue the wine music. So this is the part of the podcast where we encourage you to pour a glass of wine or whatever floats your boat. And for us, that means a bottle of beautiful Dry Farm Wines. Our wine segment is sponsored by Dry Farm Wines, which is a fabulous online company that will ship you organic, biodynamic, naturally yeasted, which means no GMO yeast. The yeast is coming off of the fruit, which is so beautiful. Low sugar, no garbage wines. They won't turn your teeth purple, so you have no shame. Yeah. <laughs> from all around the world. There are about, friends, 
There are about 76 ingredients that legally don't have to be listed on the back of your grocery store wine label. So if you want to drink those, fine, but you have every right to know what those those ingredients are. So stick with Dry Farm Wines. They are going to bring you something pure. Their whole backstory is so fabulous. For those of you that love the small farmer effort, the family farmer effort, this is the company for you to partner with. So Shay, yes. what are you sipping? Okay, I'm really excited about this. I'm really, really excited about this entire segment today. For one, I just love Dry Farm Wines so much. And they sent me one in my bubbly package. So I do the 12 bottles a month and then I do... Actually, I do two bubbly packages as well. I don't need your judgment. (laughs) No judgment from me. But before I I tell you what bottle it is, when we get done recording today, Stu and I are actually making pear cider because we had the mother load of pears. We're down to like the last bits of it. They're so ripe and so juicy. And we're going to make a hard pear cider. And so we had to we had to deal with the question of, are we going to wash all the pears and so. sterilize them and then mm-hmm. pitch a yeast that we'll know will produce a cider? Or mm-hmm. are we going to freestyle it, leave the pears as is, mush them up, juice them, add our honey, and just see what happens? And it made me feel... I for think the, it's what's behind door number exactly. two. It made me feel for the dry farm uh, winemakers so deeply because Mm -hmm. you can get such a more consistent, like foolproof, I guess we'll use for lack of a better word, product by sterilizing everything and giving it the exact yeast that you want and the exact amount of sugar that you want. But I think when you do that, you miss the magic of what's happening, which makes each batch so unique. You don't know what's going to come. I don't know what's going to come from these pears. I don't know what yeasts are on them right now. I don't know what their sugar content is. And so what comes is such a unique, special thing that you don't really recreate again. That's why there used to be vintages. But most vintages don't mean anything on wine anymore because it's completely homogenous. And I don't like that. So we are going to take a risk. We're going to take a risk and we are going to Use our wild yeasts that are on our pears to make the cider. Okay. So if you're not Shay. Sorry. And you're not. You didn't get 500 pounds of organic pears. (laughs) Rabbit trail. And your bearded husband isn't going to help you make your own vintage. Then you need to visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Because you can choose from three bottles a month or six or 12. And you can add an extra bottle. They'd love to give it to you for free, but that's illegal. Yes. I guess. So they're going to charge you a penny for an extra bottle. So dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. We have it on good authority that thousands Mm -hmm. of you are drinking dry farm wines. And that makes us so happy. And do you know how many complaints we've got? Zilch. Zero. Zero. Rien. <laughs> but lots of <laughs> lots of great messages from people who are super happy with how it's making them feel. OK, yes. I'm going to tell you about this bottle now because I'm I'm actually doing this for you. I want you to know what this bubbly is because you need it. I, I haven't figured out how to like request one. So it's a new subscription. Gonna... OK, you use your same account, but it's a different subscription. Gotcha. Yeah, you don't okay. add it onto your twelve. You you do your own bubbly subscription. Okay. Okay. Do tell because I love me some bubbly. All right. I'm gonna butcher this. Jean Marc Guillet. 
Gillette. G-I-L-E-T. Gillette. Gillet. Gillet. Gillet, probably. Gillet? Gillet, I'm assuming, yeah. Okay. Gillet. Mm -hmm. Jean-Marc Gillet. Vouvray. Sorry? Vouvray. 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 Ouais. If you're Parisian, ouais. (laughs) (laughs) This is a brute. I want you guys to go write this down. G-I-L-E-T. And I want you to request this for your bubbly subscription. By the grace of God, I have two of these bottles right now. Stop. And I drank one last night and this one is being chilled for tonight. I didn't drink the whole thing by myself. Stuart helped me. But this is a French. It's from Paris. It's a sparkling wine. It's not a champagne because it doesn't come from the champagne region, but it's a dry brew. And it is just so crisp and so beautiful and so well-rounded. And it's like I took a sip and my eyes welled up with tears. I was like, this this makes me so happy. (laughs) So good. And I ate it with crusty duck. So it was just, I was at the end of myself. Yeah. This is the, this is where the 2000 miles between us just becomes criminal. I know. I would have had you over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's what I'm sipping. That's what I sipped last night. (laughs) This is what I'm going to sip tonight as well. I'm making a cassoulet tonight. Ooh, just all a classic. The good stars French aligned. Peasant food. All the I've got beans, beans and cooked. I've got sausages. sausages. I've got duck coffee. I am not joking around. Anyway, it's going to taste really good with this. And you're going to have champagne. a. a sp- <laughs> you're going to do a bubbly with it. Yeah. Not a hearty red, nope. but nope. I do what I want. Stay it in the pocket. Okay, do so dryfarmwines.com <laughs> forward slash homemaker chic. Do yes. it. Do it now. Yes. Especially Open before the window. holidays. Come on. Do it. You will not be sorry. Uh, you know what? You will be sorry. I tell you, I had, uh, I call it, now I call it, you know how organic, non-organic food. Do you call it conventional? Mm-hmm. What do you call I it? I call it conventional. I had, I had conventional wine last weekend. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. At someone's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can just even tell by glasses. the smell of it. Do you notice that? Dry farm wines, they, they don't have that, like, there is a smell. When, when people are drinking conventional wine around me, I can actually smell it. It's like this, this yeasty, sourish grape sort of a t- flavor in the air. My favorite, my favorite analogy to, to give people is just that, like, we know every time you harvest something, every time something comes from the earth, it has a different, it brings something different. Mm-hmm. And so when you can go to the grocery store and buy the same bottle of wine and for the last three years every time you've had wine on wednesdays with your girlfriend or whatever it's tasted the same that is a manipulated situation mm-hmm. that is not how nature works mm-hmm. yeah i love the idea of the bottle and that particular harvest revealing itself to you mm-hmm. within the bottle and i think that's got to be like what the mm-hmm. like original vintners like what they that's the well, skill. That's why they that's made the vintages. That's the skill set they bring it to the table. Yeah, that. I mean, exactly. 73 could be great. 74 could be terrible. Yeah. You know, and and we we have, we've, it. it's something that's fleeting. It's not something you get to recreate. That's what makes certain wines really special. And some wines, meh, you know, it's, meh. yeah, we just homogenize things. I just don't like that. I want things to taste unique and I want, it's okay if they're fleeting. It's okay if I only get to taste it once in my life. I'd rather have it be that and let it pass by than, um, you know, just be 
lukewarm my whole life. Not into that. Milk toast. Milk toast. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a little bit about sort of. I'm trying to segue here. Not that good of a segue. Kind of what we're talking about today. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so I had this idea for this episode. So bear with me, listeners. I have ambitions bigger than I can deal with. I have such a zeal, for lack of a better word, for just joie de vivre. Joie de vivre. Of just, I want to do stuff. I want to learn stuff. I want to experience stuff. And some of that is just very meager, um, you know, small things. It's not like I, I need grand adventures. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. But it's I'm so hungry for it, and my schedule is so full right now that I'm <laughs> I'm lamenting uh, things I can't do and things that I still would really like to do. So I begged Angela to have this conversation. Like, let's go to Dreamland a little bit, listeners. Like, let's just let's get all of the feels going. Let's um the romance of life and what's to be in so many ways. Mm. Let's talk about I had a, uh, yeah, I had a little kind of hissy <laughs> with my daughter. So sometimes, you know, the, the smaller kids go to the bed, go to bed and Joel tucks Junior in. I go up and sing and love on him. And then he just, he's the baby. So he's, he loves to snuggle on daddy's arm while daddy's, daddy falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I get like this little 45 minute gap hour long gap where I'm like, oh my gosh, do I actually get to do my own thing for 45 for 45 minutes? minutes? <laughs> Woohoo! Oh. Get out of the dry farms. Um so I I watched uh I was watching some YouTube and I got a little scrappy because I was just watching this woman go into the zone. She clearly has more hours in the day to do so. And I just, I had the same moment. There's an old country song called I Want to Do It All. Yeah. I, I guess I use the word country loosely, but it's like go to Paris in the fall, watch the Cubs play ball, mm-hmm. like not have to rob Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I want to do it all. And I, I, that resonates with me because I do. I, watching her sew and just be able to just immerse herself completely into the technique of what she was doing. Mm hmm. I just, and then I, and then my daughter will go down and just sit and play the piano for an hour mm-hmm. and she's so good. And then Juliet will go watercolor for an hour mm-hmm. and I'm like, I want to do what, that. I, I'm setting my alarm for tomorrow. Like how early can I start? How much can I get done? <laughs> I got, I mean, not resentful, but there was definitely lamentations going on Yeah, to be sure. <laughs> when I was filming my cooking community day today, I was talking about uh, see, I'm not even going to get it right now because I'm going to trip over my words. I was talking about my dough laminating and I said lamenting. <laughs> this is how we lament our dough. Freudian slips. <laughs> oh. um, this, so yeah, that's what I want to piece apart today just for okay. fun, not for any kind of like, oh, imagine if we could do what we actually no, no, wanted no. to do. But let's just share like some of this stuff that keeps us going because you know what? I know who you're talking about. You're talking about Bernadette. <laughs> Bernadette. If you guys have not watched Bernadette Banner on YouTube, it is a great way. That's what I watch when I take my bath. I don't browse social media anymore. I just go to YouTube and watch Bernadette videos. 
She's so fun. But um, she's so fun. I'm not ever going to be Bernadette, who is a mm. single woman living by herself in an apartment in Manhattan. She is a historical costume expert and she's a seamstress. So she will sew these incredible projects. I will never do that. But just watching her do that makes me want to be better at what I am doing. At whatever. That's see, that's just it. I don't. um you know, I'm older, as you like to put out, point, point out, as you like to put out. <laughs> I'm going to spit my <laughs> Um So I'm definitely not like, I don't know, 24 and wanting, pining to be, have a different body or different nose or be someone else or something like that. I'm very like, this is what, this is what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, but darned if I just don't love finding every 18 months or so that person that just inspires me mm-hmm. to be me. Yes. Quite frankly. And I started watching her last week. I had watched her like hit or miss before. Yeah. but got to just really sit and sink my teeth in last week. And I thought, dang it anyways. Yeah. Let's do this. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about some of those things. Cause I'm like you, I don't need a ton of people. I just, uh, I cling to certain people that do just make me want to be a better version of what I'm already doing. So Monty Don was Mm -hmm. a big person like that to me. Tasha Tudor was a big person like that to me. Um, there's, you know, there's been some people on, on even Instagram that I really enjoy. Um, one major one for me was we call her Yana. That's not her name. It's is it Yana? Yona. It's Yona. Yona Yinton yeah. on YouTube. People call her jo- Jana. No, it's Jana. Jana. But it's, okay. if you hear her say it, it's Yona Yonah Yinton. Yona Yinton. Uh, she's a yeah. Swedish YouTuber, lives up in the mountains. Again, no children. <laughs> All the time in the world to make these amazing YouTube videos. Um, paintings. Paintings. She's an artist. Yeah. She makes jewelry. And, you know, on my bad days, I'm like, yeah, wouldn't it be nice, Yana? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> And on my best days, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And what she's contributing to the world is beautiful. Um, But one thing that she makes me want to do more of is to enjoy things. I hate the word off grid, but unplugged off grid, for lack of a better word, like go out into the hills with no running water and just look up at the stars, you know? It makes me want to be better at that to the point that Stu and I have actually kicked around. We can't leave the farm that much to go anywhere. We have a life that's really devoted and grounded to this space right here. But there Mm -hmm. are mountains all around us. And for us to have maybe just a very small little place where we could go, a little off-grid cabin where it's like, just check yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. no cell phones, no electricity, no running water, light your candles. Um, that's something that I really want to dive into more. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're- I mean, we've talked about before, like what she's done for me, just even in moving to this area that is so Scandinavian in its influence. And she has, yeah, she gave me, I mean, it just her, her influence being kind of under that umbrella of her influence has given me just such a. I've always loved nature, but like the forest and 
yes. the waves and the water and the seasons changing. Just wow. Yeah. It brings it and, alive. Yeah. And um it does. I we have our little uh cottage out back and darned if I haven't wondered about like could we lift it and move it and tuck it into the woods somewhere on the mm. property because it's kind of part of the the Euro village right now. But yeah, she does really she finds such joy in it. Yes. And so I think that is I think that's one of the things when you when you do find somebody that inspires you, it it's not necessarily that you're going to go, oh, I'm going to go try to duplicate their life. We, I think we we do see things in other people's lives and we go, OK, I'll take a little bit of that yeah. and I'll take a little bit of that and a little bit of that. And I'm going to bring that into my own world. But it's her it's her just unabashed love for for what she loves. Mm-hmm. And that makes you excited for the things that you love. Right. It's not even that you have to make a gear shift and adjust. It's that you watching someone else have passion for something uh, mm-hmm. gives you permission to, to be more passionate about what you're passionate about. I think I think that's such a good perspective. And I think you I think that's exactly right, because we don't live in the Swedish mountains with wild rivers running through and. You know, I thought once about jumping in ice and then I was like, I'm sorry, that's not going to happen <laughs> like she does. But I think I think Bernadette's kind of the same way. I think yeah. I, I want to learn how to sew. That is definitely something if we're talking about things that we want to do in our lives. I want to learn how to sew better, but I still won't ever be like Bernadette. But what I take from her is like when she makes, you know, and. 17th century replica corset or gown or something. And she'll pour hundreds of hours into one garment. I'm sorry. I just watched the one where she like split. She started talking about goose feathers and I wanted her to, I I wanted to send her some of my goose feathers. Yeah. She's like literally splitting these Oh, I'm going to film this video and I'm going to harvest a goose and I'm going to make a pen and I'm going to learn how to write with a, yeah you know, the scratching sound of the pen and she's, she's splitting these goose feathers and melting, like not melting them, but heating them so that they form Yeah, that thing. She made that Edwardian bust thing. Oh my gosh. Have you ever seen the one where she makes the butt pads? It ties around her waist and I'm like, yeah, why don't we wear those? Cause that makes your waist look way smaller. My butt look bigger. Yeah. Well, it makes its proportion. It makes your waist look smaller. You know, stuff flows Mm -hmm. off. If you're wearing a skirt, it flows off you really well. I loved that. But it's that same kind of thing, like that, that dedication to detail. I can be a little bit more of like a, you know, a little bit less of a scalpel, a little bit more of like a bulldozer. And I love watching her because it makes me want to tap into that piece of me that's like, no, it's the details. Pay attention to the details of what you're doing, yeah. like execute to perfection, you know? Well, and, and staying in that space, you know, I, the book is a little bit weird, but I did read that 5am, 5am club yes. this year. Yes. And he does talk about like, that's one of the things that like great artists and stuff have in common. They're just willing to go into the zone. Yes. And they, they're not looking around for approval. Yeah. It's for the sake of their art. They're going to stay in that pocket. Mm-hmm. And I think as homemakers, we've talked about this before. We have such a beautiful privilege of being able to be 
amateurs at so many different things, whether it's interior designers or chefs or seamstresses. Mm-hmm. But there's also a really great permission to skill up. Yes. And and we should be really encouraged by that. And this, I think fall is a fantastic time of year because so many of us are gardeners. And now we, well, we are homeschooling. So our plate is being filled. You know, there is a time filler. It's not like we go from gardening to like, all this extra time. <laughs> but there still is a turning inward into the home mm-hmm. and an, a desire to put our hand to things in mm-hmm. the home. Well, and not to go too much down the homeschool hole, but so many of these things that I want to learn to do are great skills for my children to learn as well. Yeah. And even if they're not like actually hands-on learning to, to see an adult carry on a passion for education. Yes. That's really important because we want to create people that have a love for learning, not that just turn into that homogenous mix yeah. that we're always complaining about mm-hmm. the minute they graduate mm-hmm. from high school. I know, think it's so. super important that they see you fail as you're trying out these new hobbies. I mean, my kids have seen oh, yeah. me just wreck stuff, like <laughs> totally oh, yeah. wreck stuff. And, and I've, I've, it has led to that conversation so many times. I can't even recall all them, but, but it's like, yeah, well, how do you think you get good at stuff? Do you have any idea? Dumping six gallons of, yeah. Quote unquote cheddar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rock hard mm-hmm. cheese curds that were supposed to be Christmas Eve cheddar. Yep. To the pigs. So it goes. Mm-hmm. So I would really love to be, I would really love to learn how to sew well. I would really love to learn how to sew my own clothes. Um, I would say that's pretty high on my list. I know you have a lot more experience in that. I think a lot is a very generous word, Shane. You've sewn things but beyond I, I like a it. tube skirt <laughs> you know, or a pillowcase. <laughs> That's about the extent of my experience. My mom, actually, she used to work in a sewing like factory and she would they would make these coats and her job was to, like sew the arms on. And that's what she did for work through high school and okay. summers and stuff. So she's she's an amazing seamstress, but she works. She needs to retire so that she can teach me. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mom. Um, what's some, what is something else you want to learn to do? Um, I do. Well, I want to go back to sewing really bad okay. because it's been a good, I have not sewn anything in this house. So it's been over two and a half years. Okay. Since I did anything. And right before we moved, that's when I was on my, that's when I was first introduced to Outlander and I just went berserk. Yeah. And I, I sewed like all these Outlander Christmas dresses for everyone. And they were awesome by the way, because I can't help. Like what a lot of people do in the kitchen, when I get a pattern, I'm like, well, I could embellish this mm. and I could embellish that. And they don't really mean I need fabric that thin. Surely I could do thicker fabric. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so I start jacking with everything. <clears throat> and right before we moved, I found this really cute pattern that had like a little bustle action in the back yeah. for the girls, like three layers. And I bought this um, scuba jersey from... Nicole Miller. I think it's Nicole. What's Miller, a scuba designer. jersey? Scuba jersey. It's this ridiculous thick fabric. Like, I don't know what I was thinking, but for me, because I love plaid so much, um, it's very hard for me to find plaid that makes me happy. Yeah. I think it all looks like really tacky, cheap, horrible. And I found this Nicole Miller scuba jersey and it was so beautiful. And I'm like, well, that's it. I don't care how inappropriate this fabric is. I'm making the dresses out of that. And then 
of course I had to like, I did like stretch jersey sleeves in navy blue. And then the front panel was the scuba. And then the bustle was the scuba. And then I got like um, brown, stiff, not muslin. I don't know what it was, but I did like a fold back cuff. And oh, I bought like vintage jewelry and pinned it on because I wanted to have like the stones you needed to travel the time. I mean, I went crazy. <laughs> I'll have to pull a picture up for Instagram I have or something. I've never seen this. Uh, you just don't realize that's what the girls are wearing. And of course, oh, I'm making okay. three. Yeah. And so Amelie's is the roughest because she's round one. And then I get better <laughs> with each subsequent dress. Oh, that's hilarious. And, so, oh, they were so beautiful. So I, a couple of them can still fit into them because there's three. So, OK, sure. Yeah. They yeah, mm-hmm. size down. Like, but I never made one for me because mm-hmm. I was like, what am I going to wear? I was I like to make like a big. Um, do you know, Carolina? I'm going to say this wrong. I'm not going to say it Spanish, but like Carolina Herrera, she makes the big, long skirts. That's kind of her signature okay. style is these big, long skirts. And after Juju was born, so hello, I made one inspired by her. And I had like a big train in the back. And of course, like I had to go to church with a train because duh. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it's, it's Christmas. Live it up. And that's what I was That's what I was going to do with this uh, scuba jersey. Google it, scuba jersey. It's crazy. Okay. It was really expensive. So I just kept going to Joanne Fabrics with my 40% off coupon. Oh my like, gosh. Hey, I need a little more. I'm going to go in the parking lot. I'm going to come back in. I need a little more. Oh my more. gosh. <laughs> you are so funny. Oh, you're so yeah. funny. Yes. Okay. Well, that's not going to happen for a little while, probably. No, just, just stick with the basics. Yeah, the basics exactly. <laughs> but something I, I would love for Georgia to learn too. So that's definitely... That's going to stay on the list. Here's another thing I'd really want to do. Speaking of fabrics, I really do want to be more fashionable. (laughs) I want that to be like, oh, I know we've talked about this so many times on this podcast, but um, it's something I want to get better at. You know, I want to understand like bodies and fabrics and playing to people's body types and strengths and like I can do it now but I have to really work at it you know Mm -hmm. I have to like really concentrate and I would love for it to be just um not so how do you say it like not so hit or miss I guess Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't think I ever see you in anything where I go yeah she shouldn't have done that (laughs) That's good. That's great. I don't think so. That's great. Um, I feel like I saw actually a picture of myself from a couple years ago where I had done my I was getting my lashes done, you know, my eyelash extensions. And they were I don't I mean, they were a little different every time. But this time they were stupid looking. (laughs) Jessica Rabbit. Yes. And I was just like, that's not a good look for you, especially with like what you've got going on here. In terms of mm. like the picture was of me holding these lambs. I had just delivered them. Anyway, <laughs> I, it's something I still really want to learn about. I love his like what I, that's one of the reasons I love watching Bernadette. I love learning mm-hmm. about the history of clothing and how that has changed. I love looking at the coffee table books with all the outfits and the fabric and the feathers and the hats and the makeup. Like It's so fun because it's so visually mm-hmm. beautiful, obviously. 
And that's what drives me artistically is seeing beautiful things. <sighs> uh, she got me last night. I was like screaming amen because I, um, my sisters, my sister-in-law, and my sister know this. I'm obsessed with pockets and skirts. Mm-hmm. That is like money in the bank. Yeah. A skirt or a dress with pockets. It's it borderlines on brilliant mm-hmm. and most of them don't have them. And she said that was a huge thing, like in the Edwardian Victorian era, like to have pockets mm-hmm. in your skirts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 I have a couple of dresses in my closet mm-hmm. and they're amazing. And ironically, they have pockets. And if I sew a skirt for myself, it has oh, huge yeah. Pockets. Oh yeah! It takes like five minutes to sew a sk- uh, pocket into your. Oh yeah! It's like You've no big to. deal. Yeah, <laughs> I know I'm not going to be able to get around to sewing, and I know I'm never going to be able to be super fashionable because I live on a farm, and my fingers are always dirty. But I, well, that's the that's like the <clears throat> paradox. Is that the right word? I don't know. What's the right word? I. What do you do with that? Because I'm home all day and there's dirt still underneath my fingernails from two weeks ago. You should see my hands right now. I have so many cuts on them from butchering ducks and plucking ducks and cooking dinners and like cutting a squash. And I mean, like they just they look like I have been in the fight club. That's what they look like. And they feel like it. They are so painfully sworn. (laughs) (laughs) The first rule of fight club is. That's right. That's right. I was never Um, there. Um. So maybe a good little, good little, because that's not going to be able to be a part of my everyday life now. There's some really great coffee table fashion books that I've seen on Amazon, um, like 18th century fashion, 19th century fashion. And they're just fun. They look so mm-hmm. good. Maybe that would be a fun way to sort of scratch that itch until I can I get think, there. <laughs> and I think it would be, I mean, for me, this is me. Like I'm big, but I'm like a like classic fashion Hollywood nerd. Yeah. So for me, what really feeds that part of my soul is I love learning about someone like a particular, like just get a coffee table book on Dior. Okay. Or, or even early Dior because like even Outlander, like one of those outfits she wears is a complete ripoff of a Dior outfit. And it gave me like heart palpitations. (laughs) Was it the boat one where she's on the boat? With the blue Mm-mm. skirt and the, the white one, blouse, holy! It's mama. the one where she meets Ma- Master Raymond in her and the she's red got dress, like the the no, she's got like the white winter white Duchess peplum yeah. jacket with a navy blue skirt and the yeah. really wide brimmed hat in the streets of Paris. Yeah. That is a complete Dior ripoff. I mean, in a good way. Yeah, but that's what that's what I think is really inspiring. If you get like Givenchy or Dior or Chanel, like just look at the history. Um, okay. A fashion like that way. Okay. I will do this. See I will do how this. that's influenced even what you're might or might not be attracted to today. Okay. That sounds fun. I, I look at mm-hmm. so many books during the winter when we're sitting by the fire. Like I just, you know, sit by the fire and look at books mm-hmm. and I don't read books. I look at books. So <laughs> I have a big honking, like Smithsonian. It's like this fat called like fashion, like the history of fashion. Ooh, that sounds fun. That's really fun too. You should take some of your favorite fashion books below for people and for me as okay. well. Okay. Okay. Um, well, speaking of all that talk we did about pear cider and dry farms, um, we have wine grapes here on our farm 
And this is their first year that they're actually producing like a sizable crop. And our stupid gangster chickens have eaten like the bottom layer of them. But they're Zinfandel grapes and they're beautiful. And something I really, really want to do. I want this to be a part of my life is I want us to make wine here from our farm. I mean, we are in wine country. We're in a little teeny tiny place called Malaga named after Malaga. This is how they pronounce it in Spain. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like the same longitude. Sister, it's a sister it's a sister city. city. Malaga, exactly. Yeah. They brought over the Malaga grape and it did super well here. And so that's where this comes from. Anyway, uh, we are in wine country and I just have this vision in my mind of our own wine, naturally fermented, no sugar, no yeasts, no nothing, like bottles of it in our root cellar with a little label on it and like dusty. Yes. I want, I so badly candles. And the the great thing about chasing this hobby is that Stu is really into it. And so (laughs) it's one of those that I can like pass to him and be like, Hey, you want, I want to do this. You want to do this. And so actually that's what he's doing right now. He's, he's upstairs, uh, disinfecting our carboys for our pear cider. But, um, but we also, we planted cider trees. Like you make cider, hard hard cider out of particular fruits typically. And so we planted this russet apple, which is a really traditional cider apple and it's tart, you know, it's not sweet. It doesn't store super well. So the way that they stored it was by making hard cider. And like, Shay, what? this is the problem. I want <laughs> to do it all. I want to be the Victorian farm dressed in Dior, <laughs> speaking fluent French. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. It makes me like this is this is what makes me want to get out of bed in the morning is like, what can I do today? What can I learn today? I, I do. I want to do it all. I am not I know. content to have someone do it for me. I'm not, that it, that wets my palate. Yes. I'll tell you one yeah. one area where I am kind of passing the torch a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Cheese making. I knew you were going to say that. Cheese making. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> well, you've you've come and gone. First you were like, "No, I'm going to leave that to the professionals." Yes. Remember yeah. a few years ago, you're like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. No, I'm back. I, I I actually checked my cheeses yesterday. I have a little cheese cave where I keep cheeses. I only typically make cheeses in like June, July and August because that's when the cow's on really, really lush pasture and the mm-hmm. milk's really, really good for cheese making. And then other things happen. So I try to like do my bulk cheeses during those times. And this year it was cheddar and pepper jack and an alpine tom that I did. They all looked Mm -hmm. great. A few had split, so I had to re-wax them. But I found this really great online cheesemonger in in New York. And I was reading up on cheeses because one does. And I love cheeses. Like, I love cheeses. And... When you're reading up on all these cheeses, you're like this one, this particular one, you're only going to get it with the mold that's in this particular cave in this Mm -hmm. part of Spain. 
Yeah, I love those. These ones are only <laughs> from skinny. sheep that are grazed between July 15th and August 1st in this mm-hmm. mountain range of northern France. You know, and it's like you realize the cheese world should not be a homogenous world. It is so big and so special. And each one of these is so precious and unique to exactly mm-hmm. the animal and the grazing and the temperatures and the molds and how it's aged and if it's waxed or if it's a natural rind. I mean, they are just screaming with diversity and beauty. And there is no way on God's green earth I am going to replicate even a small fraction of that. So I will do what mm-hmm. I can to produce the cheeses that do well here with what I am able to do, but I want to eat them all. And so like, I'm not, when I first started making cheese, I was like, I'm going to make a Swiss cheese and I'm going to make a blue cheese and I'm going to do this. And then you realize <laughs> how stupid that is because yeah. people have devoted their entire life to making mm-hmm. one type of cheese. Just one. Mm-hmm. And like, I want to give them all the money. Like you keep hiking to those capes and flip those little squishy cheeses and I will give you my money. I'll give you all of it. <laughs> do they ship? Yes, they do. I keep shipping myself cheese. <laughs> so it's just like more. Oh. So women stock up on chocolate. I stock up on cheese. Right. Um. Yeah. So. I want to be a better cheesemaker. I want to be a very better dairy maid in general. I would like to be a reliable cheesemaker. Like, I would like to know, like, I can do the cheddar. I can do whatever. The mozzarella, like, whatever. Yeah. The four or five or three. And I I know. Yes. You know? Because I know yes. there's a lot of variables. There's but so I'd many. like the variables to, like, come down just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, but cheese making is it's kind of like wine. I mean, we could basically have the same argument about cheese that we have about dry farm because typically milk, it's like, okay, let's super pasteurize it, let's kill off everything, then let's only introduce what we want to be introduced to, and then let's wax it so there's no outside variables with temperature or humidity or these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And what you end up with is a very homogenous cheese, something that tastes the same over and over and over. Um, oh, yeah. And cheese typically in its natural environment is not that way. We could do an entire episode on cheese if you like. I, we could just keep going. I just <laughs> <laughs> You're mad looking at the clock. I'm like, how much longer is this? <laughs> how much longer? We have a like, nice little boutique in town that has like racks of really good oh, cheese and you're making me salivate. I thought you were going to say, how long is she going to keep talking about cheese for? <laughs> no, I'm actually Next, thinking please. like Livero, <laughs> like some really good ones. I'm like, hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder what I could get my hands on for dinner. Seriously. Stock up on good cheeses. That, that, my friends, is a little tip you can shove in your back pocket. <laughs> like, you can save a bad dinner party by bringing out good cheeses. Um, and it's just like dry farms. Or it's just like converting yourself off like white enriched squeezy bread. My family calls it squeezy, squeezy bread, squeezy bread. And, and converting to sourdough. Like you can change your palate. Yes. Mm-hmm. To move outside of neon orange Kojak. Mm-hmm. Like you can do it. Mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's not just that weirdos like. Stinky, stinky cheese. Yeah, no, it's. I'm a stinky. I'm a stinkier, the better kind of a girl. Me too. I like it to offend people. Cover that thing in fungus and give it to me. (laughs) 
<laughs> Every time I eat a sticky cheese, it reminds me of like episode one of Seinfeld. I love Seinfeld. Um, Elaine is going to apartment sit for Jerry. He's going out of town and he's like, and what's like, what's the golden rule? What's the number one rule is no stinky cheeses of any kind talking about what she can and can't have in the refrigerator. It's so good. So that's our running joke in our house. No stinky cheeses of any kind. Of course, we eat Mm. all the stinky cheeses, which is what makes it funny. Okay. What else? What else do you want to do, Angela? What's something else you want to learn? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. There's, I think I, I, I feel like kind of a jack of all trades. I just think there's, I just want to get better at everything. I I don't want to uh, look up the directions again. (laughs) Like I want to Mm. have more things be second nature to me. I think that's really where I'm at is. Yeah. I just want to take what I can do, whether it's butchering. Yes. Or breads or cheese or sewing or painting, whatever. And I just want to get better. Yeah. I want, to, I want it to move from novelty phase to, to actual skill set. Like I'm good at Even this. It's amateur skill set, yeah. but yeah, but I'm good at yeah, this. Yeah, I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. I've got one more final one that's really on, oh, on me. I'm actually, I wait, wait, wait. I am going to hunt. Oh, I knew you. I knew that was on your list. Okay. Yes. I'm going to hunt. Yes. And sorry for those of you that don't agree, but yes, <laughs> they're dangerous around here. Okay. It's like literally we need to thin the herd. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have my trail cam set up. Mm-hmm. I, I installed my tent, found a spot. I think it's a little close to the deer path, but we'll see. It's been there for a while now. I brushed all the leaves out so that if I move within the deer tent, I'm not making a ton of noise. Mm-hmm. And it's like a deer blind. It's just a little cheapy off Amazon. Got some. I don't know what that means. Are you allowed to say this? Fate. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. If some it depends on what agree state that, you're in. You know. In Washington, okay. do not do that. Well, it's called they're called deer apples <laughs> here in Wisconsin. <laughs> and yeah, I would like mm-hmm. to get some, bring some turkeys in, mm-hmm. and at least one deer. And I have my my eyeballs on one in particular. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. you would be so good at this. And I would like to be like legit, like I'd like to be badass, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. I would like to like dress them out in the field and everything. Mm-hmm. Like you could. Yeah. You could. That's what and I'd these, like to these do. would be animals that you'd be taking off your own property. Yes, ma'am. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Animals that mowed down half of my strawberry mm-hmm. patch. So mm-hmm. a little tit for tat. <laughs> yeah, actually. There you go. <laughs> I think that would be yeah. really neat. <clears throat> And I feel um, just like, you know, like with the cheesemonger, or the, the vintner, like I'm talking all bad, like, oh, it's so easy. I know it's not easy. <laughs> like, I know this is an actual skill and I'm probably just going to freeze my butt off out there and come home with nothing. But I have to just like talk myself up, yeah. you know, like this is going to happen. But you only get better if you just keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, and that's just the way it is with all these things. They all take time. I, I cannot tell you if if I brought a deer home, I can't tell you. I know that's no big deal. People do it all the time. I would feel like freaking Wonder Woman. <laughs> like, Does Joel want to hunt? Yeah. Does he hunt at all? 
Um, he doesn't like, he doesn't, he has, yeah. but he's not like gagging for yeah. it, you know, yeah. like, oh, it's here, it's time. You what know? about yeah. Aiden? Uh, I think so, but not not like me. Uh, it's more me and Amelie. Okay. Huh. We're like, we got this. <laughs> Bring on the you medicine. Know, you know the, the, the rather vulgar expression about how women get stuff done? Yeah. Um, well, there's very funny images on Google where that expression is cross-stitched. Oh, yes. And so Amelie and I have this expression between the two of us. And we say, we're going to cross-stitch it on a pillow. Oh. <laughs> That's what we say. <laughs> When we talk about getting we something do. done. We do. We have our way we say, of we're getting it done. Cross stitch it on a pillow. Oh, no. Stuart said, mm-hmm. we were in the kitchen last night. And I mean, we have just had these days that are like exploding with stuff. Just between work and school and crops and animals. And like, it's just been a real heck of a ride these last few days. And he was just like, when does it end? Like under his breath, just like, when does it end? And I looked at him and I was like, don't you like, don't you find my ambition for life a, like a little endearing? Isn't it like a little sexy? And Isn't it a little stimulating? He couldn't like, even get the words out. He was just like, uh, <laughs> I was like, excuse me. And he, and because yes. I think it'd be super hot to meet like a <laughs> to be married to be married to me. <laughs> That's my woman. Look at she's Look at her go. Stitching it out. She's oh knocking it out. Look at those hands. It out. <laughs> exactly. I was like packing up duck confit and like getting pears in the dehydrator and helping Georgia edit an essay. I mean, I was just like, wah, 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 wah. um, I think. That my energy overwhelms him, <laughs> quite frankly. I think my energy overwhelms a lot of people. <laughs> and they're like, "Don't, I don't was, you already have I had enough?" Like a really going awkward on? moment at a at a dinner party once where I was new, and I was I don't like to talk about myself, but I was new, so I was being asked about myself. I'm like, "Well, I like to do this, and I like to do that, and oh, and then this, and then that, and." No, it's just trying to speak really like chill because I don't I know I can come on like a Mack truck. So I try to be cognizant of that. I try to pair it back a little bit. This lady looks at me. She's like, oh, well, I'm kind of a one trick pony. (laughs) (laughs) Which is absolutely fine. And I bet you're really. Yeah, that's totally fine. We are all made differently. But it, she really caught my insecurities. I was like, you have no idea how uncomfortable I am already. Yeah. And now that you've said that, I just want to crawl under mm-hmm. a hole. Crawl under a rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One one thing to being to having this zeal of life in our in our particular way. I know that one trick ponies have a zeal for life too. But this like I want to do it all. I want to experience things. I want to learn things. I want to put my hand to things. Um mm-hmm. That can cause problems in some relationships because like I found I don't relax by relaxing. I relax by Mm -hmm. like sitting down and trying to learn a new knitting stitch and, you know, or sitting down and studying this or I relax by doing things, Um, mindless things, but things. Uh, Stu is not that way. So I can like be sitting there and like be battling with a YouTube video over how to make this thing on a hat that I'm knitting. And it's like that to him is stressful. You know, that's not like that's not relaxing. When I have YouTube, like there's a notebook, there's a pencil, 
We are we are an active participant we're an active here. Participant. <laughs> and what's funny is we're going to the beach next week with Stu's family. Oh no! And my brother-in-law Jordan, who's married to Stu's sister Virginia, he's like me. So when he came up to visit our farm, he's like, "What do you want done?" And I'm oh, like, "Yeah, yeah, Jordan, yeah." And I'm like, "We're going to do this, and we're going to do this." He is happiest when he is put to work when he's busy he doesn't want to just sit mm-hmm. there and that's the way mm-hmm. i am and i'm like jordan what are we going to do they just want to sit at the beach like they literally want to sit in the sand and swim for five days like i don't know i keep thinking like what am i going to actually do i okay, can't do, I do that. have to confess like i do like to lay in the sun at the i beach don't for a while Mm-mm. but then i have to go in the water and play and like can you listen to a book <laughs> Well, I don't know. Virginia and I got into a big fight about Outlander the other day because she's just like Roger, meh. And I'm like, you, meh. You, meh yourself. Yes, Roger. (sighs) I'm sweating just talking about it. Anyway, I still have one thing I want to talk about that I really want to learn how to do. Okay, Shay, what would you like to learn how to do? I would like to learn how to utilize herbs to the fullest. Stop it. <laughs> Shay. I do. This is, this is 2,000 miles. It sucks. I, I, did I tell you I had a forager over last week to show us the, the rounds? No. Yeah. Because I can't take it. It's Claire. She's ruined me. Yeah, I know. I actually, I actually had the thought the other day, I wish I could take like an old school doctor class. Yeah. I don't want to know about pharmaceuticals, but I'd like to know how to cut you open and stitch oh, you back up. I don't frankly. know if I want to do that. <laughs> I would like to know. <laughs> Here's some whiskey. Get me my bone saw. That's exactly. how it went. <laughs> oh, bone saws. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we um, make. No, I had a, a lady over the other day. No, I'm sorry. I just no, totally no, no, bulldozed go. you. Um, Freaking Mack truck. She, no, it's fine. She walked, see? <laughs> she walked us through the forest and was like, here's what's going to grow under this tree. Because we've been very like uh, all rain or all dry. So we don't have a lot of mushrooms going on right now, but here's what's going to go on us. Oh, that one. That one's a natural cancer medicine. Mm-hmm. And oh, this one over here, you can do this. And that's a whatever. And to take that one off right now and put it in the dehydrator and dry it out. And it'll be like oh. basically like you and I do oils. So we do use helichrysum, yes. you know, like liquid bandage. She's like, that's like, you know, powder. Yeah. You can use it forever. Just put it right on a wound. And I'm like, oh. mm-hmm. I yeah. want to know that. I want to know it. I want to know it. And I know very little. I And I use my herbs, but very little like medicinal usage. And part of that's because mm-hmm. I do have oils, which I'm super thankful for. Right. But um, right. I'm making this herb garden and I want to know it inside and out. I want to experience it. And I mean, I made echinacea tincture, which I've been making for years, which I love. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you for respiratory stuff like that kicks it better than anything that we use like you know we're bringing out the big guns when we bring out the echinacea tincture and um right this year i made fire cider which is not an herb like it's not an herbalist thing but it's Mm -hmm. just horseradish and onion and garlic and um ginger and apple cider vinegar and honey and jalapenos most everything but the ginger was from our property and we piled Uh it in and then it ferments and hangs out for a couple months and you strain it and it's like your nuclear immunity you know 
punch to the gut because it's so powerful. And it's like these kinds, I go down there into my root cellar and I see the bottle of fire cider just hanging out there. And I see the echinacea tincture and all the dried herbs. And it like, it just makes me so happy. And I want to know more. I want to know more. There's some really cool online herbalist courses. And I'm like, when's going to be the season for that? I don't know, but I want to do it. Mm-hmm. I want to. Somebody do it. should develop an Outlander herbalist course. <sighs> Can you imagine? Because there is a website that has like all the things, so it has like all the prayers in all the mm-hmm. books, mm-hmm. all the herbs rec- mentioned in mm-hmm. all the books, all the like it's lists. It's called yeah. like Outlander lists or something like that. That'd be really that cool. would be cool. Yeah, there's so much oh to learn gosh. there, and and so what much. I love about it, and you know, I come from this obviously from like this Christian perspective is. When I understand things um, better in the world, I feel like I get to just see the fingerprints of God over all things. And it's like something that can look Mm -hmm. like peppermint, you know, something that's just so non-showy. It's just this like green herb in your garden. And yet the things that you can do with peppermint. And it's just to me, it's like understanding the author. You know, it's like this little peek behind the curtain of creation. And I, it just makes me giddy. It just makes me giddy. I love it. What? Hmm, nothing. <laughs> You're just like staring dreamingly off. I'm thinking off about what I'm going to do when we're done. <laughs> I'm going to go make hair cider. That's what I am going to go tear up right now. <clears throat> in fact, I can hear pacing above me, which means our hours probably up because he's like, let's do this. When you walk down oh to my, my root cellar right now, it's like a cloud of fruit flies. I mean, they are so ripe. Mimi Thorson said there is nothing as perfect as a pear right before it goes bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's where we're at. I wanted to do like a parody uh, set of gangster paradise. I wanted to do a fruit fly paradise oh, about my fermenting Seriously. <laughs> the pests right now. That's a whole nother oh, episode. My gosh. Uh, we have a mouse problem. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's- like we've never had. Yeah. We're killing like five a day. Never had that. It's like that. It's it's crazy. Um, We should talk about the gross parts about farming. Let's talk about that. We should talk about the gross parts. Mice included. Should be like a bonus episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little bonus. (laughs) Yum. What? Um, Today is Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. So I think we should need to send them over to YouTube tomorrow. Oh, you guys. Tomorrow's going to be a really fun day on YouTube because my friend shipped me a box of antiques. Oh, yes, she did. And Angela is doing the video of her shopping and shipping them. And I'm doing the corresponding video of me getting them and unpacking them and putting them away in my house. And it's going to be so she doesn't know fun. What I, I have her. no idea what she bought. I gave her full and creative reign. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really I'm so fun. nervous. So yes, do head on over to YouTube. Check out our channels, Parisian Farm Girl and the Elliot Homestead for both those videos. Um, I'll put the um, actual video links in the thank show you. notes. Perfect. Too. Do check as us out ready, over so. on Instagram at Homemaker mm-hmm. Chic Podcast. And be sure to join us for Ultra Feminine Friday. Last week, I was butchering up bloody up to my elbows and feathers all day on Friday. So I didn't post a picture. Or maybe I did. I can't remember. That's pretty feminine. But do, but do join us. Just use the hashtag uh, Ultra Feminine Friday. And then that way we can share your picture and show other women what feminine looks like for you. 
uh, show our advertisers some love, which uh, dry farm, dry farm forward slash homemaker chic. If you want to check out those naturally fermented wines we're talking about and go visit my cooking community page, cook.theelliothomestead.com. We would love to have you as part of our cooking community. And there are some good recipes coming in October. So now is a really good time to join. Yes, ma'am. All right. Let's go seize the day. Uh, let's do it. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.